I'm not good music. Just the good stuff, baby. Da, da, da. Y'all mind uh, taking so, the, We're going to start this? That's da, da, the theme. Da, da. <laughs> da, da, da. Royalty free. Yep. <laughs> Paying nobody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 187 of Radish. It's the show and tell podcast where we bring you the good stuff and only the good stuff every week. I am one of your hosts, Sean Barry Jam. That's right. Still Animal Collective January. January Collect. Nope. Drop nope. it there. Yep. Stop. <laughs> Just stop. I'm coming out of my mouth. And I'm painting Will. It's also Animal Collective January over here. Nice. <laughs> and I'm Animal Collective Tyler because I said all of the ones that I already know. <laughs> Flora Tyler. How about that one? I know that one. That's off. That's off. That's painting Will. You could do Dance Mankatee. I don't know. This is Meriwether, our Merryweather Post Tyler. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler skips. Anyways. Tyler Hurts. Set up Pete Tyler. This week, everyone, we've got some a lot of good news for you, actually. This is this is a has been a treat of a week. Except uh, if you're a member of the Italian Senate. Which we uh, all are. <laughs> That's true. Which we Cristo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we're also talking about a you know, usual fare, uh, Sunday night favorite on a premium network an anime and a video game and for our who's, final segment hold on go ahead talking about the premium network sunday television show the only person I'll, who I'll ever give, does yeah I'll give, I'll give everybody a good guess <laughs> reset the <And> timer <laughs> <laughs> for our final segment this week we're going to be putting together a, a fantasy draft of sorts uh, but not for sports we'll get to it you'll see <laughs> in any case y'all what happened this what no, I need to. Ask, what happened? <laughs> the, so much. They're finally freeing us of the grip that the green M M&M and M has on all of us. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's many points in our lives that we're going to remember as we get older, and we like recount our life stories to our children. Nine eleven, coronavirus, and um, when they changed the green M M&M and M for being sexy. Those are going to be really the three main turning points. <laughs> it's like a big, you know, like sometimes you're at work and you just see the green M&M and you're like, well, there's my afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get anything done now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, uh, M&M's, I guess they came out and they're, you know, they're saying that they're going to make the, the M&M cast characters that we've come to know and love uh, a little, one of them a little too much. Um, they're going to make them a little more inclusive, make them a little more up to date instead of just kind of, I don't know, whatever sort of characters they are. I can't quite tell. All I know is that, oh, J.K. Simmons voices the yellow Eminem, and I hope he still does. Yeah, I hope they don't change the Eminem at all, the yellow Eminem at all. If he's not a fucking idiot, I am going to be so upset. Because <laughs> if there's one thing in this world I can be sure about is that I'm smarter than the yellow Eminem. And if they take that away from me, then I really don't know anything anymore. Tyler's the, full Skittles. The Eminem sidekicks were always great because yellow yeah. is a, is an oaf, but blue stoicism. Blue had kind of a quiet <laughs> confidence to him. Blue was yeah, cool and quiet. Orange uh, is very nervous, He's neurotic. And yeah, neurotic. Brown is bayonetta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that's the brown Eminem, but that's yeah. just bayonetta. <laughs> but yeah, the 
what's got most people upset from this news is uh that they're taking away the green m&ms go-go boots they're giving her just some sneakers making them a little more casual uh they're Boo! Boo! I'm not they're afraid taking, to say it. They're taking a beloved uh, sex icon and <laughs> toning her down. <laughs> I just, when I heard this new story, I just imagined myself 40 years in the future, grandchild walking in a grocery store and just pointing at an M&M display and just saying, ah, she used to be sexier. <laughs> <laughs> we used they would to meet me country, outside with the country. retirement home van. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like that meme of the guy flipping the calendar in the wipe at the table. Yeah, They're taking away the green M&M's go-go boots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just, there's got to be some guy who is in like marketing at Mars up until I don't know 2004 who's just sitting at home just going no no they can't <laughs> just slamming his head. Uh, oh, that have, worked for. Have there always been like a like a set cast of M&M's because I'm looking here and it says like M&M's to unveil new speaking role at Super Bowl for the brown M&M. This is an article from 2012. I feel like there's always like a guest M&M though. I thought there's always like a pretzel one or like. Yeah, there's the pretzel one. Then there was the minis. I don't know if you guys remember the minis. They They didn't have a personality. They were just a swarm of cannibalistic M&M's. They were like the unknown from Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Proto minions. (laughs) So who decides who gets to be full cast and who gets to be a featured player in the m It's a good question. I think Super Bowl decides it pretty well. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to have Rihanna voice the brown M&M because it's, everyone will know it's Rihanna. I so, I'm sorry. Pretzel, pretzel is orange. Because yeah, okay. he was super nervous about getting a pretzel shoved up him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he used to be crispy, and I miss the crispy M&Ms. Uh, is, there, is there a brownie M&M? Is that a thing? The fudge M&M, yeah. I don't know if there's one represented in the characters. It's just the brown M&M, okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I guess, I guess I've just not been paying attention to the M&M cast. <laughs> For that, I apologize. The yeah. M&M Extended Universe, the M&M CU. There well, what are they going to change the M&Ms to? Other than changing her boots to sneakers. I mean, what what does a modern cast of M&Ms look like? They'll have pronouns. Like Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> Go all the Euphoria, M&Ms high go to Euphoria High School. Yeah. <laughs> Euphoria High School, all the MMs are MDMA. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard at the caption, the principal of Euphoria High School on his way to expel a student for not doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Uh, uh, they need to get that high school under control. Because from what Truly, I understand, honestly. it takes place in a perfume commercial where everyone's inebriated. <laughs> I've been, uh, not to derail too far off here, but speaking of euphoria, euphoria, I've been pretty vocal about how I can't get into it. And like, I tried the first season. I tried the first episode. I was like, this That's is fine. You're 30. Me. And, <laughs> but like talking about like, oh, you know, I just can't get into like the teenage high school drama, especially when it's such an unrealistic high school experience and all these like larger than life characters. Like, it's just not for me. And then I, that almost comes out of my mouth until I remember I watch and enjoy a lot of anime. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's Euphoria, I think cool. Euphoria is just anime, but for people who don't watch anime, and for people who do, you can extend that <laughs> to a lot of things that people like that I don't like, like NASCAR or <laughs> NASCAR. Dancing with the Stars is anime for people who don't like anime. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, you <laughs> There's a training training montage every week. 
I just, I, the, the, the reasons I say I don't like Euphoria are heavily present in a lot of the animes I watch. Either way. I just think a lot of it's that you're extremely not in the target demographic. <laughs> that too. HBO usually has me Sunday nights, 9 to 11 p.m., but, you know, this time of year, not so much. Now it's showtime. Now it's showtime. Well, it was. <laughs> He's got his star <laughs> subscription. <laughs> There's nothing on stars. You could show a snuff uh, film on stars. <laughs> Speaking of showing uh, something you're not supposed to show. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, there we go. I'm presenting what here. <laughs> what happened in uh what's the capital is Rome Rome's the capital of Italy. What happened in Rome? Uh you know, I don't I don't know if no Milan, right? Where does where Holy mm, shit, hold on. We're showing our ignorance here. Yeah. Who cares? The Italy capital is Rome. <laughs> <laughs> the Italy capital is Little Caesars. Um <laughs> Oh, it says it's Long Island. <laughs> Court is in session. Pizza, pizza. Um, <laughs> Italian Senate uh, was interrupted by a uh, special video, I will say, of Tifa Lockhart, a uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, um, in a very compromising position. Mm -hmm. Let's just say that. Um, uh, and and to the shock. Compromazio posizione. <laughs> exactly. I'll translate. Uh, straight porno was shown in this Zoom Italian Senate meeting. Um, and it was on for a while uh, after cries of <laughs> sex offender and oh Cristo. Uh, it was removed. Uh, let's see, who was in attendance to this Zoom event? Uh, Nobel Prize winner for physics, Giorgio Parisi, was there. And uh, the seminar was entitled Towards a Transparent Civil Service. So honestly, That's I what think this was. the video, the video makes sense. transparent. You just show what's on your screen while you're attending a Zoom meeting. That's that's pretty transparent. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the video, but man, giving us <laughs> Blender for free has really upped that industry a lot. <laughs> oh, boy. Pretty professional oh, no. stuff. Oh, uh, Cristo. Here's the thing. I don't disagree with this. I don't disagree with this. I think this is hilarious. I think I would laugh if, if this happened in a U.S. Senate meeting or something like that. But uh, what I'm disappointed in is Sephiroth was right there. If you're going Final Fantasy VII Remake, Sephiroth, come on. I mean, Tifa's great, but Sephiroth. Well, I think, I think he was the male person in that. Uh, we don't see his face, but oh. you know, did, did Sephiroth <laughs> then do how this? Do, then how do you know? <laughs> oh, I know, birthmark. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sephiroth pelvis. <laughs> <laughs> I like the guy who was in the Zoom call who screamed the word sex offender. <laughs> Like, what's that? Like, what's he? Is like, sex of Adar? Such an awkward thing to exclaim. Like, yeah, everyone everyone sees what's happening, but he's just like, murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's in the bookmarks. Uh, <laughs> thank you for this person for putting the good word out there. <laughs> if anybody's interested in seeing it, shoot a DM to Will. <laughs> it's it's in that Twitter thread. Yeah, that's it. Is. Oh, okay, okay. It's uh, it's quite good. I'm just that person has impeccable taste as well. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, they, I mean, it is Italy, man. They they produce a lot of good things. Well, not really. Well, okay. <laughs> they stole pizza. I'm pretty sure, and they, they <laughs> Mario's From not who? Mario's. I'm pretty, pretty sure pizza wasn't invented in Italy. Where was it invented? 
hang on. Wasn't there a story about Marco Polo bringing it from China, or was that? Yeah, that that's what I've that's what I've heard. I mean, it probably wasn't uh, modern pizza. I don't know. When this says you say Naples, it was, this says it was invented in Naples, Italy. But Salerno's Pizza wrote that, and I'm pretty sure they're biased. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the same thing. I was like, oh, Google says Naples. It's from salernospizza.com. Flat, flatbread, flatbread with toppings was started in Egypt and Rome, uh, and Rome and Greece. So I'm pretty sure they, they, they really can't claim that. Well, um, no. sauce. When was sauce added? I think the, the sauce. sauce makes it the pizza. <laughs> when was sauce invented? Mama's, mama's sauce, mama's special sauce didn't come into existence until Italy. It's called gravy. That's <laughs> true. It is called gravy. Oh boy! Speaking um, of gravy, <laughs> imagine if you got acid instead of gravy at Cracker Barrel. <laughs> boy, did that put someone in an interesting situation? Made him rich. Made yeah. him rich. Cracker Barrel had to pay out nine point four million dollars. This is my favorite headline I've read in so long. <laughs> to, to man served chemical instead of water, <laughs> and of course. <laughs> The top reply, this is why I stopped going on Twitter, is LOL, water is a chemical. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, genius. (laughs) All right, Neil deGrasse Tyson on your burn. (laughs) Basically, uh, Cracker Barrel was washing out the drink machine (laughs) and filled filled a glass of water with EcoSan, which is like industrial cleaner. Oh, my God. And gave I, it I to a guy. With this. Yeah, it's it's what you put in like a like a soda machine. You run through it to clean it out. Right. And right, right. You just filled a whole cup of it and gave it to some <laughs> old dude. Gave it to an old dude. Did he drink it all? Or was it like a <laughs> I'm suing you. Well he went to the hospital. Yeah. So he had to So like he had to have like at least bit. had a sip. Yeah. Uh Damn. That's some strong cleaner. He, he's had regular cramping, diarrhea, and reflux playing after meals, which means he probably just ate at Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he's old. That's... <laughs> Who else eats at Cracker Barrel? Old people. That's true. It's like their embassy. I once went to a, a local Cracker Barrel at like 5.30 in the afternoon, and I never want to experience that energy again. I'm okay, I'm okay with like you're driving up the East Coast, and it's like 11.45, and you've got to stop to get something to eat, obviously there's a Cracker Barrel. But if you're going to a local Cracker Barrel at like 5.30, 5.45 in the evening, not for That's me. That's the liveliest. Yeah, Sean hates the, the kind energy. of... Sean hates the kind of warmth that only a room full of old people can give. <laughs> it just... It, it, it's like in a hospital junior, man. It's just... I don't... It's a weird energy I can't get behind. Sean eats dinner at the Euphoria High School cafeteria. <laughs> where everyone's, everyone's wearing sheen and everything's shiny and hard. <laughs> We only eat pills and kale. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like eating there when there's a whole bunch of old people there because they all tell me how great I am when I do well on the little peg game. You're not, a, you're not <laughs> an ignoramus. I'm not an ignoramus. <laughs> this guy was because he was served a whole glass of something that wasn't water. <laughs> yeah, and drank it. This one's extra spicy. This is Sprite. <laughs> and then he would went drink, to the hospital. Would you drink EcoSan for $9.4 million? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> I could deal with cramps the rest of my life for nearly $10 million for sure. Yeah, I, I already do for free. For free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we're going to do a brief ad break and then we'll get to a show and tells. Here's BJ and Griffin from Best Pal Cast. 
Hello, everyone. My name is Griffin Reynolds. And I'm BJ Guest. And we are the hosts of The Best Palcast. It's a show where two best friends discuss video games, movies, TV, and everything in between, such as... The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Who would win in a fight? Samwise Gamgee? Psh. Or Axel Foley, yes. <laughs> and we even have guests like Andrew Gebbia and Alex Melton. If this sounds like a rip roar and good time to you, then swing on by. We have new episodes that drop every Wednesday. Every record live on twitch.tv slash the best palcast on Tuesdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We hope to see you there. Okay, let's let's get down to it. Who wants to go first to show and tells? I don't want to go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are we are on general strike until Sean goes first. <laughs> My show and tell leads into the the goodie bag. It leads into the last part. They'll have yeah, exactly. to remember it. I've been doing we, so good with segues this episode. You guys can't ruin that for me. All right, I'll I'll talk we, about my stupid thing. Okay, go uh, ahead. but then Sean has to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the deal. That's the new rule. Okay, okay. Um, I talked about Shoot this on the Raddies, but I recently beat Xenoblade Chronicles Two on the Switch. And, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Thank you. It took me 70 hours. Um, well, it probably could take me less, but I did like a bunch of the side stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to get, there's kind of like a gotcha component to it of getting all the blades. Um, but uh, all, all, all Xenoblades. Um, <laughs> no, it's really good. It's like, it's a, I talked about Xenoblade 1 a year before. I talked about Xenoblade 2 a little bit on the Raddies episode. It is a uh, action RPG, so it's like not turn-based. It's, you've got like a cooldown. It's very much like an MMO but it's single player and you run around these big monster like kind of dragons the size of continents called Titans that have cities in their backs. And you Ooh. go from Titan to Titan and explore this big monster and look at the cities and then go to the next thing. And you're trying to get to the world tree, very standard JRPG, right. um, MacGuffin goal. Uh, it's cool because like every character has blades, which are like kind of living swords. It's like, Ooh. it's like a person who is also like your sword who can give you weapons and power them up. So like while you're fighting, your blade is behind you kind of charging up your sword. Um, and then you can change, you can have up to three blades. So every blade has okay. like three powers and you have three blades equipped. So you could be like, oh, I'm going to have an electric hammer blade right now. And then like the, the enemy can like swap uh, weakness mm-hmm. and you can swap it over. Or like you have th- a party of three. So you can do like a big super move of like, I'm going to do a big level one fire super. And then if you have like an earth or a wind person, you can change that into like a volcano or like a fire tornado and you Ooh. can double them up. So it's, it's all about trying to like combo your blades together um, into getting these massive moves. And like I had one where like I did like a, like a level three wind thing and like that gives them like a orb and then you can like do an electric thing, which breaks the orb, it doubles the damage. And it's a, it's a very, very deep action RPG system, which I, you could spend, you know, I did spend 70 hours kind of <laughs> min-maxing my team till it was perfect. And I had one person who was like, who had like super high agility and like super high crit. And she was also the tank. So she took all the aggro and like, she never got hit. And then like, because she never got hit and her agility was so high, I gave her like a thing that like healed her when she uh, critted, which was like every third hit. So she always had full wow. health and was always, it was, you, know, you can, and that's, that's just like one of the thousand ways you can play. You know, you can give anyone, I'm going to give this person three tanks. I'm going to give this person a healer and uh, two attack people. And then you can really get really, really granular with it. Um, and then like you can get more blades this kind of gotcha system of getting these cores from the bosses. And when you activate them, either get like a random crappy one or like a uh, named one. And the named ones are all designed by different JRPG artists. 
So like a lot of them were designed by Tetsuya Nomura, who did like Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy VII. He designed Tifa Larkart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were designed by like, the main A real character. gentleman of taste. A lots man of, like, in Italy just woke up. Lots of like comic artists have like Crystal. thrown their hat in the ring to designing these these different blades. And there's like, you know, kind of quest and the, they're pretty well realized. They're really fun. Uh, it's one of my, it's probably my top three or five games on the Switch. I mean, I beat Metroid Dread right after that and I was went back to Xenoblade. Uh <laughs> It's really good. And then, like, I liked one pretty good. Like, I talked about it on here. It's pretty pretty great. But, like, two two and better in every way. And also, like, not related to one at all. So, if you want to play it, go play that one. Mm. Plot-wise, it's pretty standard JRPG. You know, you're yeah. a boy who finds a big sword, and you have to go to the world tree and go talk to God. Explore Titan's bodies. Yeah, I get exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> very little of the cast here. Because the cast, is, the, 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 the cast is very fun. But plot and cast are pretty... Uh, from the get-go, you're pretty much understanding what you're doing here. <laughs> like, hey, we're going right, country to right. country. That's fair. Very uh, fun. The mechanics are really the, the lion's share of the game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's after, I, I think I watched you play it a little bit, and uh, after you tell me about it, it's it's on the list. Um, after I beat Shin Megami Tensei Five, which at this point, it might take me longer than 70 hours. Um, uh, I think that game then, super long, though, if you just do the main quest. I guess what, are you doing is, are you doing the other stuff too? Well, I I gotta like I gotta like grind to be able to get my team to be able to fight bosses and shit like that. So that's what's taking so long. And I'm doing yeah. side quests and stuff. Kind of like what you're doing now, and I'm having a good time doing it. So, um, but Xenoblade is is on the list 100. This sounds absolutely like my shit. I could spend hours. That's probably where you spend a lot of time is just configuring teams and you know doing this and that. And you'll spend uh, a lot of time in the menus, just like swapping things around and being like, Ooh, I wonder if I gave this person this gym, what happens? And then like testing right. it out. Yeah. Love that kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, I told Mal like the, the, the real JRPG experience is spending 70 hours to like, to get to the point where the game plays itself. Like you can, <laughs> I can literally put it down and it can like auto battle and like basically w- with the things I've given it kind of self sustain. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a good time. Sean, you're next. All right. Oh, I lost it. Tyler, can you can you go uh, so I can look for this thing? What are the odds you lost it? What have you ever had? <laughs> I, notes? I completely. I it's gone. Uh, you, I need you Tyler decided to, to start to... writing stuff down this episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tyler, it's just like, vamp oh, shit. Um, oh, with shit. your show and tell, and then I'll go after you. That's fine. Tyler, That's talk fine. about yellow jackets. Stupid ass show called Yellow Jackets on Showtime. No, no, no. I got it. I got an actual good show. So everybody, pay attention. For the past few months, I've started the daunting task of watching the entirety of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Um, And boy golly, has it been a fantastic time. (laughs) Is this enough vamping for you, Sean? It's really, really, really good. No. So it's pretty old school. Like it goes back. The manga itself started in the late 1980s and it's continued all the way even to now. It's about to start. It's uh, I think it's ninth part. Um and uh, obviously the anime has been airing um, almost as long, but uh, it's it's still catching up. We're just in part six now that was just released on Netflix. But uh, the best part about the series for me, and I think what everyone already knows about the series, is honestly just how silly it is. Uh, it has this distinct art style that really lends to its silliness. And of course, um, it has its distinct like poses that, that they all do. Everybody knows the quintessential Jotaro lean and point. Um, uh, pose uh, that that he does, 
Um, and also the voice acting in the series is fantastic in both the sub and the dub. Um, I'm watching the dub, but I've heard that the sub is is very good. Um, the best part about the series for me and what keeps it fresh is that this, I, I mentioned earlier, this anime is split into parts, which follows this family tree of sorts. Uh, it starts with the original Jonathan Joestar in the 19th century England. The next part is about his grandson, uh, it, named Joseph Joestar in the 1930s. Then the next one after that's about his grandson, Jotaro Joestar in the 1980s, and it kind of goes goes on from there. Um Another way that they keep it fresh is they kind of soft reboot the series a few times throughout its run. Uh, the first few seasons, the JoJo's fight their enemies through this spiritual energy called Hamon, um, which is it's it's fun. I mean, it's it's pretty much just like uh, spiritual energy that powers up your punches and stuff like that. Uh, but the series following are about uh, these uh, things called stands, which are like powerful alter egos, uh, kind of like personas where they kind of like stand in for you and, and do the fighting. And um, that's that's gone through all the way up through the current season, uh, part six. Um, but uh, no spoilers. From what I understand, after part six, they make another kind of big change to the series um, that, that, you know, keeps it fresh and keeps it going. Um, I mentioned uh, before, but one of the greatest villains in the series is Dio Brando, um, of course, who can't forget uh, one of the most ultimate villainous villains in all of anime, kills a dog. Um, kills multiple dogs. Actually. Kills a dog in episode one. <laughs> yeah, in episode one. Um, and of course, who could forget the lovable Kakuine? Um, You know, Fre- freakiest freak. <laughs> freak. No, he's not freakiest freak. He's uh, he's our, influence he's of our influencer of the year. Yeah. Um, I'll give him honor. He can be both. Freak too. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, what I what I would say about the series, and forgive me for this, but I think that that not a lot of anime series are this, and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a total vibe. It's like. Just one of those shows that you could just have on in the background. In fact, uh, at Sean's 30th birthday, Will and I played the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure um, Stardust Crusaders finale. Uh, and uh, you can't do that with Attack on Titan or Japan Sinks. You can't. You can't put that on in the background. So, uh, um, in fact, Colby, friend of the show Colby, was at that party. He wants to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure now. So, um it's good. It, it's really good. And of course, uh, Will was the one who recommended I, I hop on that train. Um, but uh, it's it's been really, really uh, a good time. You've, you've skipped the best part, which is the naming convention. Yeah. What do you mean? How every person on that show is named after a classic rock album. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. Um, let's really, I really only noticed it in, in the first few seasons. Uh, do they continue that? Or it's, because, parts? it's because they change it in the localization for rights reasons. Uh, so whenever they introduce a new character, go on the wiki and look up what their real name is because oh, it's always hilarious. Yeah. Like obviously worse company is supposed to be bad company. Uh, yeah. Right. A lot of the stands and stuff too. And then like most of the people are like music, session musicians, but all oh. the stands are albums or rubber bands. Right. Incredible. Right. Yeah. One of the, one of the villains in uh, the second season's name is master ACDC. Like there's no conceit to it at all. The villain in part four is David Bowie. Like it's David, <laughs> straight up, it's straight up David Bowie. Like it's, it's right. just, has Avenged sevenfold entered into it yet. I feel like that's not yet. It's too, too, too recent. <laughs> <laughs> they were Fair writing, enough. Enough. they were writing part five or part six in like 2007. So I guess that's oh, right. Geez. Right. When Avenged sevenfold would have started. <laughs> We'll have it soon. We'll have our, our butt rock JoJo season soon. <laughs> Finally. One could dream. It's been this. It's been going for a really long. Like, I don't know if it's been a thousand like One Piece or anything, but it's been going since the late 80s and they're still going strong today. 
It's monthly, so it's oh god. Gotcha. It was weekly for a while, and then I think he switched to monthly. He's on hiatus right now in between parts, but I will. I, I know I said I would start it at the top of 2021 and uh, got maybe halfway into season one before dropping it. I know I got to get back to it. You should. You really should. Um, and and I've been telling folks honestly, truly, you can start at part three. Like part one and two, great foundation. That's the Hamon one. Um, it's about, you know, the, the original Jojo and also, uh, his grandson, who's a character in a lot of seasons after that. Um, but I think the real fun starts, my opinion, uh, with, with the stands. You're, you're not wrong, but you'll understand the Dio stuff more if you watch part one. That's true. Okay. That's true. Part two is largely. He kills kills a dog. He kills a dog. And you don't, you don't want to miss that. That's all you, (laughs) that's all you need to know. Also, if you can make it through part one, you can make it through anything. <laughs> part one <laughs> yeah. has its diehard fans, but like, it's it's wow. pretty rough compared to compared yeah. to four, which I think is the best one. Whichever, if your show ends with roundabout by yes, then I'll, I'll stick with it. I know it doesn't forever, <laughs> but that is my favorite part of the JoJo episode so far. Um, well, that ends the Savage Gardens, my favorite. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> well, all right. I uh, conveniently uh, found my show and tell right as Tyler finished. So well, we don't have time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine because it'll transition perfect into our uh, final fantasy draft segment. In any case, I'm talking about the newest premium channel Sunday night show to sweep social media. Uh, Peyton and I tried it out. We were able to watch through and catch up in a single weekend because it snowed in Georgia and everything shut down. So we had our time. Um, but I'm talking about Yellow Jackets, which just finished its first season on Showtime. And it is a really fun show about the uh, same people and two different points in their lives. It takes kind of like a Stephen King approach, but it is about at its core, a soccer team of girls from New Jersey, uh, the yellow jackets who are on their way to nationals uh, in Seattle, but their plane crashes in the North in North America, just like high up North in the woods, completely abandoned. And you see, you get hints of what they get into in the 19 months that they're stranded in the woods, and you see that it's not good. Like, the first episode begins similar to kind of like Game of Thrones did with just a girl running in the snow, um, and then she falls into a pit and is immediately impaled on several tree branches. Um, the show is brutal. It is unforgiving. Uh, but it's it starts with, you know, you get the story about the Yellow Jackets in 1996, and then you get them 25 years later in 2021 as, like, we get to know a few of the people we know survived. And as they're kind of like, they're back in normal life, but they're also known as the Yellow Jackets, and they're known as the few that survived, and we're seeing, like, evidence of, like, you know, uh, one of them is, like, mysteriously dying or like there are just like strange like connections and things are coming back to haunt them from 25 years ago and that's essentially the show you see the past unfold the first season kind of gets right up until the winter um so you see a plane crash you see everyone kind of you get used to the archetypes the characters that sort of thing and then you flash it forward to 2021 where you know the what the three main girls or four girls have grown up and they do not keep in touch with each other and they have to reluctantly come together because there's something weird going on. Um, and it is, like I said, a very brutal show full with a lot of drama. Um, some pretty solid twists, twists, like good at like watching the show. 
I was like, this is, you know, if this were on Netflix, it would be the fucking biggest show right now, but it's on Showtime, so RIP. Um, <laughs> but it's like similar to, you know, a Netflix show or most Showtime shows. It's like a good like B minus B plus throughout. Um, but it, it is a fun weekend watch of just if you're into like kind of survival horror, atmospheric, uh, occultism, or just, I don't know, true crime, whatever. Uh, Yellow Jackets is for you. It's a it's a very fun show. It's got Melanie Linsky, Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci. Um, the cast, my favorite part was whenever they would show like the 96 Yellow Jackets because the cast they got for that is just fantastic. They are just so captivating and magnet magnet magnetic on screen um very worth watching if you've got showtime give it a give it a look over season two should start later this year season one ended with an incredible cliffhanger uh so i'm excited to see where it goes especially that you just gotta ooh, just season one give you just a little just taste of uh how deep into i don't know woodland mysticism or occultism that the girls get into while stranded in the woods and it's, it's a, uh, you know, shit's really about to hit the fan. So I'm excited <laughs> to see how uh, season two plays out. And then yellow jackets. Nice. Yeah. I, I've been wanting to check this out. I haven't, I don't have showtime, but mm-hmm. maybe I should, I don't know, steal it. It's showtime, showtime plus. <laughs> and find it on the high seas or, uh, you know, add it for a free week on Hulu. You should be able to watch it easily. Um, Christina Ricci, especially Christina, like to see Melanie Linsky in anything, obviously great to see Chris, Melanie Linsky in something with Christina Ricci. Perfect. Excellent. So much fun. Um, that is all to say yellow jackets had me thinking this week. And mm. I thought if the three of us, I don't know, were in some kind of traumatic plane crash where we oh, had to fend for ourselves for a year been. and a half. <laughs> um, who would we want on our, you know, Lord of the Flies trope. You know, who would we want strand to be stranded with? Uh, this is real people you know, or fictional fo- fictional characters. Fictional characters. Okay. Universe, fictional okay. characters. Um, although I do ar- few archetypes you wanted us to cover, right? Yes. Uh, so first, we got the person who may have been a saving grace if they had lived, or they would have been completely useless. We get the one who dies on impact. Who was like introduced <laughs> in the beginning, beloved character, and right as the plane hits, you're like, oh no, they're dead. Like, oh geez. They had a tree branch through them, or well, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Brutal. Uh so who did y'all have for that? Mm, so we're assembling a team here. We're all we're gonna throw out ideas that we have for this immediately dead person. Exactly. And we're gonna decide between all of us who pitched it. Uh, which one we want on us, uh, on us. Uh, Who do with you us want us your silent. dead guy? <laughs> Precisely. Dead Who, guy. We're doing our, we're doing our uh, Lord of the Flies, Yellow Jackets, what have you, Castaway fantasy draft here. Okay. Will, who you got? Daniel Darn. Radcliffe. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. I've um, seen what you can do with that man's lifeless body. <laughs> and I think it would come in handy if nothing else for the company uh, I guess if it has to be a fictional character Harry Potter because I want to know what the inside of a wizard looks like <laughs> that's a really good answer Will uh, I, I I don't know the name of his character but I did write Wallace Shawn for my dinner with Andre oh, but then Wallace Shawn would be dead <laughs> well no it doesn't have to be Wallace Shawn it just has to be his character for my dinner with Andre uh I don't know what purpose he would serve on the island, but I think it'd be, he'd be dead. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't matter. Exactly. I think it'd be funny to be Ooh. on the plane with Wallace Shawn. <laughs> this is some good Wallace Shawn you've made. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, I just thought, who would be the funniest person to see die, uh, fictional character-wise? And I landed on Mr. Smee from <laughs> Peter Pan. <laughs> I think that'd be the funniest fictional character to die in a plane crash. Well, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> to see the light leave Mr. Smee's eyes as he runs out of a burning <laughs> fuselage. Or TikTok the alligators is out there. <laughs> I also wrote down John Arbuckle just to have a backup. <laughs> just I think in case we needed a second dead guy. Yeah. Charlie from Lost. <laughs> That's my final answer. Oh. All right. I'm going. We. I think. I think Mr. Smee. <laughs> okay. I think if Mr. we've got a radish Sorry, Daniel going. Radcliffe. You have to live this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we've got to fill the piggy role. We've got to fill the the last, you know, remaining member, like, representation of civility and, like, the sacrifice towards just complete savagery. we got to have, like, that one voice of reason who eventually dies due to our own carelessness. Porco Rosso. <laughs> <laughs> See Porco Rosso. <laughs> yeah, Porco Rosso, because he's an actual piggy. Is that not what we were and going to He can fly for a plane. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, wait. <laughs> he can get us off this island. <laughs> he was the pilot. He got us on the island. Real <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. Porco Rosso's plane. <laughs> I may I may have been casting for type here, but I did say Carl Weezer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Croissant. That's Carl Weezer. I also said Doug. And uh <laughs> Doug. Bending the rules I just set, Mary Berry, I think would be. Uh, 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 she let's be real. If there was a plane crash, <laughs> yeah, she'd be the immediately dead one. <laughs> yeah, would be, would be real. She'd be crushed into a fine anything. powder. <laughs> if she got rear-ended, there'd be issues. <laughs> I think Kermit the Frog would be a good a good last bastion of civility. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. definitely talked him up. Instead of you know killing a man before, I'm pretty sure. Like, hey, 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 guys, 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 guys. It was. We don't do that. <laughs> it was very hard not to just like turn this into Muppets, Lord of the Flies. Yeah, uh, we, 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 we we could really go hard on the Muppets here. We we truly could. Uh, speaking of, for the next role, I have the cult leader, the person who gets too into the savagery and eventually leads a, a, a tribe of, you know, people also reel into the idea of maybe eating each other or hunting down animals with our own hands. Uh, in my list, I have Pepe the Prawn. Um, uh, and also Barney Rubble. Oh, yeah. I think. 100%. That, um, He's got the metal fortitude I, of I have okay, hiding because we're That's, forgetting the fact that he is a live bear. And he bear. if he is starving, he will be the first one to, to revert to bear mode. That's true. That's true. There's, he's also very there's no marmalade. That's it, it, if he were a cult leader. Sean's on board. I'd be yeah, that's it. That's it for that's me. That's problematic. Yeah. Uh I had um machine gun Kelly. <laughs> if he takes the ring he's, off it hurts him. <laughs> <laughs> that is the yeah, that's the the most savage person I know. He fictional am, character. He am weed. Yeah, he <laughs> weed. Did you see the person who tweeted when they got engaged? We am weed. We am weed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm I'm so honestly I'm so happy that Machine Gun and um Megan Gun Kelly Megan Gun Kelly found each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Megan Gun Kelly found each other. <laughs> 
Oh, jeez. All right, next up, we have the uh, the medic character. is the person who has as much training as far as a CPR class and is likely the most traumatized because they see the worst of it. Um, but they're there to help, and they want to help, but they can't really manage. Um, I have Toad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Be the most annoying, that's for sure. Yeah. I have Mary Ann from Fire Emblem. <laughs> a healer You'll class. Your spells. <laughs> yeah. I I guess I misunderstood this. I put Scully from X Files. <laughs> um, mainly because I think you know, in some downtime on the island, if we took a walk on the beach or something like that, we'd find a lot of similarities between each other. <laughs> um, yeah, Scully. <laughs> Similar to that, I I, I wrote down uh, Hannibal Lecter. Um, Is the medic? He, yeah, he's no. Like, he knows his way he, around. Why wasn't medicine he the, and... the cult leader? <laughs> he has the it, most. It seems, of the it's game. too obvious. He's he's a doctor. He he knows the anatomy of a human body well. I feel is he like a, is he a medical doctor? He could he no. prepares the dead body well, but he's he a, does. He knows all the best parts. I think he's pretty good at surgery. Okay, that is there's there's cross training going on here <laughs> precisely. But he also he wouldn't be traumatized. He'd be he'd be into it. I think it'd be pretty useful. All right. Then we finally we have Let's the, get the rebel. What? The rebel, right. This is the black sheep. This is the person who uh snuck, you know, contraband onto the plane. Um it's you know, they they, they sneak off to have a smoke or drink alcohol or feed their addiction that they just nearly broke. But you know this this situation's got them back into it. Who who do we got? The the, so, the Sawyer of the island. So to speak. <laughs> what's Charlie. the Charlie? Yeah, <laughs> or the Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I picked Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> a firm understanding of Lost. I put down Heathcliff. Um, uh, I think if anyone's Heathcliff's on the, good one. Air radish. It's gonna be Heathcliff, and yeah, he's gonna be a fucking menace. He survived the know. crash too because of his helmet that said plane. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, I don't know. I think mine's got you beat. I think DW from Arthur <laughs> is the perfect rebel to have on the island with us. Uh, mine's Glenn Burns from the Channel Two Action News. <laughs> I also um, fictional character <laughs> is another fictional character. If we were talking, you know, Air Radish, I feel like Andrew Edge would would be the good rebel. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, sneaking off and you know, drawing a chair or something. Exactly. <laughs> Snuck a bug under the plane. I feel like Jafar would be a rebel. Is Jafar a rebel or is Jafar just act the way you'd expect? I think is Jafar, that a rebel? Jafar's, he's, he's got a scepter. I think he's he's more of a cult leader. He's, he's, yeah. he's, he's sneaking off in the woods and taking hits off the scepter. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a duel. <laughs> Spending a little too much time with Iago in the woods. Uh, and to cover all our bases, I have Seth Roth. Sephiroth. Mm. Um, Good. Just, you know, that's... if Famously you were on buy the books works. until... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> until nobody's looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then number six. Number six I didn't prepare for. Uh, the Hot Bikini Babe. <laughs> Why'd you put that? It's kind of, it seemed kind of objectifying. I didn't put that. <laughs> it's on your list. It just scrolled down to it. It's in a different font. No, it's... <laughs> It's a different size. It's also bright pink. <laughs> it's bright pink. <laughs> well, it's gotta be Betty Boop. <laughs> okay, yeah, well, I can agree on Betty Boop. Well, well all if an- Carl Weezer's 
going to be on the island. I was going to say Jimmy's mom. <laughs> Jimmy's mom. <laughs> an, an all live action cast, but Betty Boop, Roger Rabbit it in. <laughs> and no Betty one acknowledges Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, with this fantasy draft, I didn't, you know, there's nothing. No, wait, sorry. I, I want to change it. I want to change mine. Green M&M. Green M&M. Yeah. M&M. yeah. Oh, the old green M&M. Pre-2022 green M&M. <laughs> While we were talking, uh, this article came to my attention. Uh, it is an article from the Rolling Stone, <laughs> rollingstone.com. And the headline wow. is, let the green M&M be a nasty little slut. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you guys doing over there, Rolling Stone? God's work just, is the answer. <laughs> I feel like I've come to this conclusion before, but I feel, I, I've just come to it again. Did they make the green M&M sexy because there's that myth about green M&Ms being like an aphrodisiac of sorts? I've never heard that myth. I've heard that. Life. I don't know, though. I think they I think they made the green M&M sexy because they had three dude M&Ms. Three dude M&Ms. <laughs> and all women are queens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if they just like made the green M&M just like really homely? <laughs> just, like, is, that, is that a win for anyone? No. Well, I don't. That's the thing about the M and M's. They're still M and M's. They gotta make the red M and M less hot too. Then <laughs> yeah, let's be real. Just I mean, all she really has going for her is she's wearing high heel boots and has she has long eyelashes. <laughs> the eyelashes, Will? How can you forget? Take your eyelashes off. The <laughs> eyelash for green M and M. No, back to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad for the M&M people, you know, creators of this marketing here because they can't put hair on it. Nobody wants hair on their M&Ms. <laughs> There's a single hair coming out of the <laughs> The yellow M&M has a George Costanza, just like bald haircut. That's just the Dr. Phil M&M. That is. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Yeah. It's also, people are in an uproar about this. M&Ms have been eating their own kind for a long time. They pull them in half sometimes to show you what's on the inside. If I did, yeah. people did that. <laughs> Only we would do that on our island. Or yeah. I want to know what's inside of Dr. Wilness. Yeah. Would masterfully do that for us. I don't want to do to, to one of us. <laughs> yeah. I want to know what's inside of Wizard. <laughs> no part of Harry Potter where they talk about of... the organs. <laughs> want to see what they're, they're all different. <laughs> I've heard what Break you open a wizard. They don't got no heart. They got a whole bunch of other stuff that just don't make sense. Yeah. What is this? It's like a heart and a liver combined into one thing. <laughs> this is the magic land. That's where it comes from. <laughs> I've heard what you do when you poop. Now show me. <laughs> this is just Dora Doro. <laughs> I want to see what the inside of a cartoon pirate looks like. <laughs> Watching too much One Piece. Uh, we've seen that <laughs> once. Yeah. So has the Italian Senate. And <laughs> <So laughs> it, end it. All right. <laughs> well, folks, that's going to do it for uh, episode 187 of Radish. I've been your host, Sean. You can find me on Twitter at that Sean Barry and Sean and Barry everywhere else. I'm Will. You can find me at Will from online. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm Tyler. You can find me online at Tyler from Radish. 
You can find the podcast online at Radish Pod. Also join our Discord at indiesaurus.com slash Discord. Uh, I got a Tyler's question for you guys today. Yeah, that's been something that's been on my mind. I haven't been able to sleep for the longest time. Which Caesar is Little Caesar? Julius or... Is he Julius? Is he... Is there, are there other Alon? Is he the guy who we named Caesar Salads out, out, off of? Who do we name Caesar Salads off Caesar, of? Caesar Augustus. Is a, that's, who we, that's who it is? No, it's this no. guy named Cesar. He was like a, a chef, I want to say, from Mexico. And he named Caesar Salads after him in New York. Caesar, little Caesar. Yeah. I mean, what do you know? Julius I came Caesar. with one question and I got a different answer that I'm actually very satisfied with. If it's the truth. About Caesar Salads? Make that up. Yeah. No, I love Caesar Salads. No, that's the truth. It's not named, it's not named after the, the emperor? No. All right. Wow. That's why you can't get one of Little Caesars. Or any kind or of salad. Little Caesars. Even if you did, <laughs> you're not getting enough. You're getting two uh, pizzas, looking, but you're getting a Little Caesar salad. I'm looking here to see if there's any sort of uh, insight as to the design behind the, the mascot. Mm-hmm. The company is famous for its slogan, Pizza Pizza, uh, which we've learned today is a tautonym. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nothing that says, that could just be a guy in a toga. Uh, that could just be, he's got a spear too, so don't mess with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. That spear's for pizzas, though. He does usually have a pizza on the spear. Oh, two three. The, the, the hardest way to That's eat a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I'd want to go. Impaled by the spear. Little Caesar spear. <laughs> Pizza kebab. You get a stand if you never failed that. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. Well, all right. Folks, we'll see you next week. I Maybe. hope. Maybe. Bye. We survive. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Shh.